You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Steven Serta. Thursday was the final media day ahead of Sunday Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, tight end Travis Kelsey, defensive lineman Chris Jones, defensive end Frank Clark, running back Isaiah Pacheco, safety Brian Cook, and wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Travis Kelsey, then Chris Jones. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Frank Clark, Isaiah Pacheco, Brian Cook, and MVS. Here's head coach Andy Reid. Coach, uh, in Super Bowl 55, you, you guys had uh, many troubles with the uh, offensive line, and then you renew it completely, and now you are the third best uh, uh, offensive line in, in, with just uh, 26 uh, sacks allowed. On the other hand, the uh, uh, difference with the Eagles is the best in, in, with seven, 70, sack, 70 sacks this season and the third best since 1960, at least. Do you think, Coach, this is going to be the main matchup in, in this game in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I tell you that um, when you get in the playoffs, uh, that, that combination right there, the O-lines versus the D-lines on both teams, ends up being kind of the um, thing that wins or loses games. So, uh, and it's magnified every level that you go up, every step of the, that you move up um, in the playoffs. And so the Super Bowl, uh, it'll be magnified at the most uh, between, between those two. And uh, normally who wins that battle ends up winning the game. And, um, and so that's what you'll see. I'm sure that'll be the same way in this game as it is in most Super Bowls. Right here, Coach. Coach, it's a bit, bit of a piggyback off that question, but um, obviously protection issues were, were the issue in the last Super Bowl for, for you guys. Um, can you just talk about how the, your, your group, that front five, has evolved and specifically the impact that Creed has had on it in his two years? Yeah. Um, yeah, protection ends up being the... The issue, you want to be able to have a mix of things in there that you can do. Uh, you get into those, uh, if you get behind and you have to throw the ball every down, uh, that's never good. Um, and they, you know, again, they've got, they've got that good defensive front. Um, and then Creed, Creed uh, has helped us uh, in the middle as our center. And he's a smart kid. He's big, he's athletic and, uh, and tough. And so... He loves to play the game, and uh, that's been a that's been real solid position for us. Andy, how you doing? Good morning. Good. Good. Patrick Mahomes up for NFL MVP today, and also the NFL honors is tonight. Mm -hmm. um, for the second time, you know, he could win MVP. What's that mean to you to be in five years that he's played as a starter to be up for MVP in such a short time? Yeah. Well, he he. Um, I think he's deserving of it for sure. Um, 
He works extremely hard, as you know, uh, at his profession. He works hard to be the best. He tries to help our team be the best. Um, he says it every day when he comes into practice, uh, into the huddle, uh, let's be great today. And, and he, he lives that. And uh, my hat goes off to him for that. Very proud of him for it, the way he goes about his business. Good morning, Andy. There's a bit of a trendy uh, phrase right now, which is, why is Travis Kelsey always open? And it's kind of funny, but at the same time, there's, there's a lot of truth. So what's your answer to that? Why is Travis Kelsey always open? Yeah, listen, Trev has a good feel for the game, um, and in particular for space. Teams have doubled him and banged him around and, and man coverage, put DBs on him, corners and safeties, linebackers. Um, they've tried a lot of different things. So throughout his career now, he's seen about about everything you can you can put on him. Sometimes they they work, sometimes they don't. So, uh, but he he has a great relationship with our quarterback. Those two are on the same page. They see the defenses the same way. Uh, they're best friends on the field and off the field. Uh, that I guess helps too. You you want to be if you're a receiver, you want to be. Friendly with the quarterback for sure, um, and, and Travis, you know, Travis is uh, he, he studies. He comes off like a nice, funny guy and happy-go-lucky, but he studies like crazy and he knows defenses, um, and he can and he can see and and react to them quickly uh, d during the game. Hey, coach, uh, just. The success you've had with uh, more time to prepare for games, do you feel like uh, with all the craziness that comes with the Super Bowl, you feel like you guys are chomping at the bit to play, or do you feel like you need more time to get ready for this game? Yeah, I think the guys, they, they'll look forward to getting through today. Today's a little bit harder practice, and, um, and, and this is normally how it works during the season. They get through Thursday, and um, they're – you know, they really start focusing in and going, doggone, we're there. You know, it's and you start getting really excited. But once they get through today, they'll, they'll I'm sure that'll take place. Uh, it's been two weeks, man. They, they, they want to play. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see how today goes. And <clears throat> Andy Ryan from the New York Post. All right, With what happened to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, losing both their QBs? That actually happened to the Giants during the regular season, too. And officials being able to pull a quarterback as soon as he hits his head to get tested. Do coaches need to think about activating a third quarterback for games so something like that doesn't happen? Is that something you'll consider either in this game or moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, the league will probably address that at the end uh, of the season here. Um, right now, that's not where we're at. We, we've got our couple quarterbacks, and then we've got our our backup planned. And hopefully we don't have to get to that backup plan. The, the chances are that you don't, but you never know. If you do, you do. Coach, good morning. Herbie. Herbie. You're right, my left this time. There you go, babe. <laughs> Kadarius Tony yesterday was limited in practice. So this is our last day of media availability, but what's, what is your concern level for his availability for Sunday night? Yeah, so um, he did everything yesterday um, that was in the that was planned for him to do. 
And so, but uh, he's got more today, and we'll see, see how he does. Um, but he was, he was spirited yesterday and running around like crazy. So we'll see how it works out today. Coach right here, uh, obviously your rookies have played in a lot of big spots for you, none bigger than what's coming up on Sunday. How do you get them to kind of calm down, go through the emotions of playing in a Super Bowl? Is it a play call? Is it something you have to say? How do you get them to kind of focus in on Yeah, normally the first hit, uh, they, they calm down a little bit, whether it's an offensive player being hit uh, or vice versa. So, um, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they'll, their, their juices will be going and, um, you know, it's important that they they maintain their composure and give themselves an opportunity to play to their best. And uh, but again, it's it's a Super Bowl, and you can coach guys up on it. But they uh, having that experience uh, is, is different. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Coach Reed. Yeah. Uh, you spoke briefly about Travis Kelsey's ability to constantly get open. Uh, the Eagles also have one of the premier tight ends in the league. What would you say the unique challenges are covering a tight end versus a wide receiver? Yeah, well, they're big and athletic. And so uh, you've got to have a defender that is big and athletic and can run like tight ends can run. And it's a, it's a unique challenge. Uh, and it will be for both teams, yeah. Good morning, Coach Reed. Um, I'm curious as to uh, what your favorite song is by Rihanna. Oh, boy. You, can, you need to ask uh, Patrick that one since you set him up yesterday or whoever set him up yesterday with the question. Uh, Coach, with the roster and defense with as much turnover um, as this one, how valuable is the perspective of a coach like uh, defensive coordinators Steve Spagnuolo, and how have you seen him use his experience this week? Yeah, um, so Steve's very good. I've known him a long time, and uh, he was on that original staff that we had at Philadelphia, and I knew him before that at the college level. So um, I've got trust in him, a lot of trust in him. Uh, he's got a good scheme, tremendous scheme, uh, and he has a big test coming up. Uh, on Sunday, so it's a great challenge. They've got a good offense. Um, you know, they'll make some plays, and I know our defense will make some plays. So it's, uh, you know, but that's that's the the challenge there. Coach, you've got such a good feel for your team. You always do. It's obviously a strength of yours. So can you share with us the feel you have for your guys right now? We're not going to be able to talk to you between now and the Super Bowl. So if you could just summarize your, the vibe right now. Yeah, they're uh, um, they're obviously excited. They're excited to be here and uh, do this. You get you get to today, and you've got uh, the hardest practice, you know, of the week. I'm not telling you it's two a days or any of that, anything like that, like training camp. But um, but they have a you know they have a, a good practice ahead of them. They, I know they look forward to getting through that, um, and then. Um, I think they're, they start picking things up. It's more now the game, and they can kind of see the end of the tunnel of practice, you know, all these practices that they, they've had leading up to this thing. Um, but uh, I love this team. I love the, the energy of the team. Um, they're fun to be around. 
they they kind of know when to be crazy and when uh, when to crank it down and uh, tune it in and be serious. Uh, and so they're, I think it's a good bunch, unique. Um, I feel I felt like during the season, every week, I was getting to know these new guys a little bit better. Uh, we had so many changes, and uh, I, I love the way everything gelled there, personality-wise. Coach, a number of your guys over the years have talked about how you coach them to get better and peak late in the year. You've been around a lot of Super Bowl teams, both as a coach and as a spectator since you've been in the league. How do you explain how some guys really step their game up, play their best on the biggest stage, and how it can be, you know, overwhelming for others? Yeah, um, that's the human element, and um, what makes it so interesting, and and uh, people are so curious to to watch. Uh, you, you don't know, uh, you don't know who that person will be. Um, but somebody will. In this game, there's somebody that uh, we haven't mentioned. Uh, and just about everybody's been There's somebody that hasn't been mentioned that's going to step up and you're going to go, wow. Um, that was a great job by that kid. Andrew Galato with WFUV Sports. Coach, your offense, you know, last season with Tyreek Hill, now this season without him, really hasn't skipped a beat at all. What can you say about Patrick, Travis, and that group, you know, losing a star receiver and now really right back to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, I mean, it starts with Patrick, and uh, he didn't go anywhere. That was the, that was the plus. He, he's right here with us, and, and, and then Travis uh, is a big part of that. Uh, the thing I was most proud of them about was we had all these new people come into the mix. Other than McCole Hardman, uh, most of the guys were new. And uh, the guys welcomed them in and then, uh, and then helped teach them. So not only uh, did Joe Blameyer uh, coach them or Tom Melvin coach the tight ends or Greg Lewis with the running back, but um, you know the players, the veteran players, the Travises and Mahomes and McColl, they they all helped out getting these guys uh, to where we are now and where they're comfortable playing with each other there. Yeah. Jack Pearson, Arizona PBS Cronkite News. Sorry, over here. Oh. Uh, Jack Pearson, Arizona PBS yep. Cronkite News. Both you and Philadelphia in your conference championship games were able to get to Burrow and Purdy really early in that game. How important is it to kind of punch first? in this game with a mo more with a more mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, sure. You wanted to get started. You want to get started fast, and that's uh, that's the objective in every game. And uh, but if something doesn't happen, the game is still four quarters, and you got to play uh, the whole game. And you know the the one thing that jumps out at you in Super Bowls is turnovers. You you got to limit the turnovers and. Um, it's great to start fast, but that also there are other factors in there that become important, and turnovers is probably one of the biggest ones. Dario Austin here with PlayerProfiler.com. So fourth downs have obviously played a big role in these playoffs. We know the Eagles are very willing to be aggressive on fourth downs. You guys scored a touchdown on a very important fourth down in the AFC Championship game. 
What do you make of that shift league-wide, and how do you approach that as, as a head coach? Yeah, um, we try to stay relatively aggressive on fourth downs, uh, and as do the Eagles. Um, uh, there, there's, a, there's a judgment that needs to be made uh, according to uh, field position time, you know, the time on the clock and, uh, and what quarter you're in and so on, what part of the game you're in. But, uh, and then what do you have on that sheet that looks good and uh, to call? And, and so you take all those factors in and uh, you, you go for it. And, um, you know, and then, anyways, that, that's, uh, that's kind of how you go about it. We've got three more. We've got one in the back, one on the side, and one up front. Andy, just following up on the Tyree question from before, how did you and Eric have to adjust the offense without him and with the new pieces? Yeah, so first of all, we're, we were happy that Tyreek had a great year, he, he, and he's a good kid, so he uh, had a good season there in Miami. Um, we didn't have to go back and do a whole lot uh, of changing, um, which was a, that was a plus. Um, you know, Scantling can run and Watson can run, and uh, now are they as fast as Tyreek? No, there's no, nobody as fast as Tyreek. So, um, but uh, they still fit, the, the plays still, they still fit and work, um, even, uh, even though these guys are just a tick Tick slower, but um, and McColl, you know, McColl Hardman was another one. When he was healthy, he could run. So uh, the plays that that required that, we were still we still called and had success with. So yeah. Last two over here, Andy. Yep. Um, Sunday before the buses leave this hotel, what will be the routine from when you for you and your team from when you get up to when you get on those buses? What will go down here at the hotel? Yeah, um, it'll be very similar to what goes on on regular road games uh, um, because we have the travel uh, to get to the to the stadium, and it's a little bit longer bus ride. There are things that are a little bit longer. Your pregame is longer. Your halftime is longer. The commercials, the breaks are longer by 10 seconds, four of them by 20 seconds, you know, that, that whole deal. So, um, and you've got two more commercials, I think, thrown in there than you normally do. But you, um, up to that, up to the point of leaving, uh, we'll do our pregame breakfast. And because we have to leave earlier than it, as if, it, you know, because of the time start uh, and the distance um, to get to the stadium, we won't do our normal walkthrough that we would have uh, with a night game. So, um, but that uh, we don't do it for day games, anyways. You know, so, it's a, so it remains relatively the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, coach, uh, teams, especially the AFC, have made it known that they've drafted players, signed players, changed schemes to stop the Chiefs specifically. Just kind of curious how you've adapted to that, and if it's changed your coaching style. Yeah, it has just a bit. Uh, it was there was a point where uh, you could predict what you were you were going to see. Um, with Patrick, it's kind of gone a different direction. That teams will do things that they haven't shown before. 
So Patrick made that adjustment. We, we made the adjustment right there with him uh, to give him things that we felt were good versus all uh, looks, um, as opposed to just being, a, say, a cover two specific play. Um, and, um, you know, so that took a little bit of time to work through, uh, but we've done that the last couple of years now, and it, it's worked out. You know, it's worked out pretty good. Okay, good. Really made the tight end position cooler than it's ever been. <laughs> Why have you, guys, and especially been a beacon for doing something like that and, and making sure that people knew, like, okay, you guys got to focus on us as well? Well, I think uh, it starts with the, the, um, the type of character that you got in the tight end room. And it's usually a selfless guy that puts the team first that, uh, that just has a whole lot of fun playing the game, man. And that's what you see out of uh, us three specifically, but it's, a, it's all across the league. And um, there's a lot of talent in the tight end room across the league. And I'm very fortunate here that uh, Coach Reed um, showcases my talents on the field a lot and puts a lot of trust in me to, uh, you know, have success for this offense. And, uh, you know, I'm just hoping that uh, because of tight end you, we can keep creating that spark in the tight end room and uh, the type of mismatch that we can have out there on the field. So league wide, we can really get the position uh, that much more ingrained in the offenses. Travis, to, to your left here. Um, could you take us back a little bit to the, to the off-season workouts with Pat and some of the new receivers in Texas and, and how helpful that was as you kind of went through the grind of the season? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was Pat's idea to get everybody going before we got into OTAs. Um, and you know what, I think uh, that all that did was really just get the ball rolling and uh, get everybody uh, in the same mind frame. They kind of saw how... Uh, how me and Pat, how McColl was down there, uh, Clyde was Clyde Edwards-Alaire was down there working their tails off, and they saw the practice habits there. And then that was just the easy way to transition right into OTAs when we got the coaches involved and, and the entire team together. But, um, you know, it was uh, as much as we like to say it's, uh, it's about a culture here, um, you can't say enough about the guys that came in that took this to heart, man. They, they And, uh, you know, it's cool looking back on it now because you see the determination, you see the focus, you see the want to, the want to get to a position that we're in. And, um, man, it's, uh, it's gratifying for sure. But I don't think enough is said about the professionals that, that, that came in, the guys that came in this year uh, with the right mindset each and every single day, even when, uh, you know, we weren't even clocking in with the Chiefs. We were just trying to figure out how we were going to make this thing work. Hey, Travis, over here to your – you're, you're right. <laughs> right on. We know how much Patrick Mahomes has meant in your career with NFL honors today and him being up for the MVP award and him winning one his uh, second year. What's it mean to you to see the evolution of him from that first MVP year to now uh, being a favorite to win MVP and, and seeing how he's evolved over this year in comparison to that first MVP season he had? Um, I think we've just seen him uh, grow as a quarterback. He's, he's, his talent level goes – far beyond more than his uh, his ability to instinctually just go out there. You know, he's playing a step ahead. He's uh, and he's almost playing chess out there in, in terms of he's got three or four moves already in his pocket, depending on what the defense does. And, um, you know, that's uh, that's what's going to make him the greatest to ever go down. And, and, and I love playing with him. And he uh, he's nonstop always trying to find ways to make himself better for this team. And uh, you saw that. Uh, 
more so this year than any other year that we've played, knowing that uh, the, the pieces were a little bit different on, uh, in terms of the, the weapons that he has and um, the scrutiny that everybody was kind of looking to see how he was going to take his game to the next level. And sure enough, um, I'm pretty sure he'll win MVP. Morning, Trav. Why Morning. are you always open? Why am I always open? I say it all the time. Andy Reid, baby. Big Red, he, uh, he, can, he can dial some stuff up at the right time, create some things at the right time. Um, and then on top of that, you know, uh, everybody's doing their job. It's not just a me just go out there and get open kind of play. I'm sure you guys like to think that. But uh, there's, a lot of me- there's a lot of madness to it. Um, and there's, uh, there's a lot of guys doing their job uh, for the big picture. And I'm fortunate that I'm, uh, I'm playing here for sure. You talked about the new guys and the important role they play in this Super Bowl. Obviously not the result y'all wanted last time in the Super Bowl. Do you use that as motivation this week? Do you tell them what it's like to lose a Super Bowl in the build-up to this one? I don't even like to revisit that one. I'll tell you what. Um, that wasn't, a, that wasn't a, a prideful moment in my life. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's, <clears throat> it's good wisdom to have. And um, as a leader, I don't think <clears> – <throat> excuse me. As a leader, I don't think that – I stepped up to the plate as much as I should have in that game. And um, that's where it really burns me. So I'm just focusing on myself to be able to be the best leader that I can, the best uh, teammate that I can uh, come game day. And, um, yeah, not put my team in a position like I did the last time we were in the Super Bowl. Travis, right over here. Um, Given it's year 10 for you, what did you feel like was your toughest challenge this season and what was necessary to overcome it to get to this point? Um, every single season has their challenges, and um, I feel like this year for me it was uh, keeping the body at full strength. That was probably the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, week in, week out, you always try and get back to 100%. And, you know, in, in this league towards the end of the season, especially with the 17th game now, man, it's just it, it's tough to try and get back to that top, like, physical form. And... Um, Especially the older you get, I'm sure uh, everybody can account to that. But it's um, there's there's that aspect, and then the uh, the challenge of um, of every, of the injuries around you and things like that. But for the but for the most part, for me, it was uh, week in week out trying to get my body back to uh, playing in the best physical form that I can. Travis, um, you, you talked a minute ago about. Pat maybe win an MVP. What would that mean to you and, and really the rest of the guys in the locker room if he did win that award? Um, really, it's just uh, it's something that I know at, at the end of his career he's going to be able to hang his hat on, but Pat doesn't walk into that building thinking I need to be the MVP. He walks into that building trying to find the best way to, to, to beat the opponent that we have that week. And, um, and he just goes out there and he plays the style of football that he does. He has fun doing it with the guys that he, that he has around him, and, uh, and we rally around that. We, ra- we, we rally around that excitement, that, uh, that want for, uh, and that desire to win um, with the guys next to us, man. It just makes coming into the building that much more fun. Travis here in the middle. Hi. Um, you and Patrick Mahomes have a very special relationship, and you've talked a lot about the play-by-play mentality. With Mahomes coming off an injury and having a harder time getting out of the pocket, how are you and the rest of the offensive line uh, planning on creating opportunities to move the ball down the field? Yeah, I mean, that defensive line is uh, arguably the best in the, in the game this year and um, a big reason why they're here in the Super Bowl. And um, it's going to be a, a big task. But I know our offensive line 
Um, everybody that's in the run game and pass game in terms of having to deal with uh, the front and protecting Pat, uh, we're all pretty locked in on the task at hand. And we know it's going to be a challenge. We know that they got some, they got some real dogs up front. And uh, even if they get to Pat once or twice, man, we got to find a way to, to still move the ball downfield and have success. Ruth Biggis with KC Cares. You and your brother are having a lot of fun with this. You're setting history. What's important about that situation, and what do you have to say for the folks back in Cleveland who are your second biggest fans? <laughs> um, uh, I'll tell you what. I, I love Cleveland to death. Um, the east side of Cleveland uh, where I grew up is um, it's given me so much in terms of uh, my passion for sports, my passion for life, uh, my passion for the for the friends and family that I have around me, and um, I know uh, I know the Heights is proud. We're uh, we're representing you guys in uh, the biggest stage that we could possibly represent you on, and um, it's uh, it's just uh, there's a lot of pride for the, not only the city but the people back home, um, and uh, yeah, we'll go out there and uh, and try and get a win. But I think it'll be a, mean a little bit more if the Chiefs win. That's just uh, me being a little biased. All right, we got three more. Uh, yeah, hey, Travis. This is sort of playing off Diana's question about always being open. Uh, Chad told me a couple of weeks ago that he thinks it's because you were a high school quarterback and you know how to set up coverage, you understand leverage, all of that. Um, how much does that experience having played quarterback in high school play into the player you are at tight end now? Um, initially, I really didn't. Going into the tight end position, um, man, it was, a, it, was a, it was a pretty big struggle. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable running routes. I didn't feel comfortable blocking. It took, a, it took really a full year to two years uh, up until my senior year in college to really kind of hone my own craft. Um, and then it changed as soon as I got to the league. I went from really being a, a wide tight end, an inline tight end, to kind of this new creation that you see uh, Coach Reed and the offensive staff uh, really creating for me in this offense. And... Um, Making that transition, I think, yeah, you have an understanding of what that quarterback is going through back there. You have an understanding of the progression on this play. You have the understanding of, all right, versus this defense, this is, my, this is where I need to go with the ball. And um, if you have that kind of mindset, if you're in the quarterback's mind and you're thinking with him and the chemistry is there, uh, there's certain things you can do when you run routes to get open or to just make that guy's life that much easier. And that's my job. My job is to go out there and paint a picture for the quarterback to make his job that much easier, a clear-cut, decisive uh, picture of where to go with the ball. And um, from that point on, as soon as I get it in my hands, it's just uh, that's when the fun starts. So it's just, you know, uh, I guess being a, being a quarterback definitely helped out a lot because I get to understand the – I kind of understand the conversations and, and the things that are going on in the quarterback's head. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like everybody's got to have that – quarterback mentality or that quarterback mindset on reading the defense and uh, and, just, uh, and adjusting depending on what they're presenting. Right here. Hey, Travis. <clears throat> you spoke a couple days ago about the support that you received from some of the Cincinnati coaches the year that you weren't playing. Um, what mm -hmm. kind of role did your brother play, too, in that and the support that you received from him? Man, I um, when I got, when I got removed from the team, I um, – when I got removed from the team, I got my scholarship took, so I was actually staying with my brother. I was in his room in his house, um, kind of like uh, two brothers growing up living in the same room. Um, and uh, 
So in terms of rent, I wasn't paying rent. In terms of food, he was helping me with food. So I was literally living off him for, for quite a while down there, and he was, he was, my, uh, he was my lifeline. And um, that being said, every single day I was trying to do the right things. Um, and he went into the coach's office and actually uh, talked to numerous coaches and numerous people in the uh, Cincinnati staff to try and get me another chance to be on the team. And uh, I'm forever in debt to this guy for putting uh, – his name, our name, you know, just putting his, his honor uh, on the line to, uh, to give me another chance. And uh, so I, when, I, when I say I, uh, I owe it all to him, I really do. Sam. Travis, earlier to a question you said not put your work to not put your team in the same position you did last time you were in the Super Bowl. What, what do you mean by that? And is that something that, that's obviously stuck with you for the past couple of years? I mean – through, uh, <clears throat> through every single game, you're going to have those ups and downs, and unfortunately, we had a, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of um, we had a lot of challenges early on, and I don't think I, I handled it the best as a, as a leader in terms of stepping up to the plate, helping control the the mindset, um, making a big time play to spark some energy, to spark that momentum. Um, there were a few plays early on there that I just didn't feel like I did my job, and then on the sideline. Um, in terms of the energy and the motive and the and the demeanor of the team, uh, that's where I really think I could uh, I could help out as well. Last question in the back, Travis. We saw what happened in the NFC Championship game when uh, this 49ers season gets derailed because of injuries at the quarterback position. People have talked about you, the possibility of you having to be emergency quarterback. What about Blake Bell? Who's the better quarterback in that room? <laughs> I'm going to say Blake Bell by a landslide, man. He, um, he's actually gone in a college game, and I believe it was uh, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, I think. He went down there a two-minute drive or something like that. To, I've seen a little bit of the highlights, and I've seen him play. Um, and just throwing it, throwing it around on the field. Yeah, I'm going to take a Blake Bell over me for sure. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. They might not be here next year um, because of financial reasonings. They might go and get paid somewhere else. I understand that. But um, we're uh, this, I've been in the league seven years, and this is probably the most complete brotherhood I've had. And I'm, I'm very appreciative for the guys that they brought in for us in this room this year. Thank you. Say that again, please. I'm sorry. Um, well, I look at it like this. If, if they never been through it, they can't understand what it takes to go through it. They got to go through it themselves. You know what I mean? If I told them I, I know what it feels like to lose a championship and they never lost a championship, you know, they can't understand that feeling, right? So um, what they can do is start a new chapter for themselves, you know what I mean? As in we come here and win this one and they can kind of make their own type of journey and they don't have to live on my journey of losing one, right? I think they all prepare. I don't think it's about coaching. Um, this is week 23 of the season. I don't think they need any more coaching or any more motivation on what we need to do to win this game. I think more so it's important about letting them know how important it is to take all of this in, embrace this opportunity, enjoy these moments, because these moments are not promised, and make sure we don't lose focus of why we came here. Thank you.
Every day. Everything. Uh, whatever you want to take it for, it's going to take everything. That's my guy. Um, Steve doesn't get a lot of credit for the success of this defense. Um, but Steve, um, experience. I uh, think he's been, uh, this is his fifth Super Bowl. One, three, lost one. We're playing in his fifth one right now. Um, his resume speaks for itself. Um, he was able to dial up a defense to defeat Tom Brady twice in one of those Super Bowl, probably arguably the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. Um, you know, his mind frame and how he's able to dial up plays is, is remarkable. I'm super grateful to have him. Um, yeah, um, we know his worth. We know how valuable he is to this defense, so we understand it. Experience. We got to stop the run first. We got to stop the run. They have a dynamic rushing team, whether it's the quarterback run, whether it's the three running backs they got. And um, if we're able to stop the run and force them to pass, then we can focus on one thing. But with their playbook wide open, we got to find something to stop or slow down at least. Um, favorite part. I haven't had no favorite part yet. Uh, waiting to Sunday. Sunday is my favorite part of this week. Being able to play um, in a game on this type of level in this atmosphere, um, knowing all the work we put in throughout this off season, training camp, everything is is taken to get here. All the adversity we face and everything we have to overcome. Um, I think being able to wake up every day is fun. Um, you could be doing anything, but being able to open your eyes and wake up and smell the stinky breath on your teeth, yeah, that's fun. Uh, so let's knock on wood that I even get close to Hurts. Um, yeah, yeah, let's just hope I get close. These days we never know, right? Yeah, he's been remarkable um, throughout the year. Um, <clears throat> should be in the DPOY conversation with a tremendous year he's having. Um, that D-line is remarkable. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, you know, they got some studs on that D-line. So um, it's, it's going to be exciting uh, playing against them. I think that was number one in sacks. Who was number two? So um, looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. How you doing? I love the outfit, by the way. Thank you so much. Trying it. Yeah, it looks amazing. Thank you. Um, Crystal, how you feeling? I'm feeling okay, a little under the way. Yeah, I know sinus um, allergies. It's a little drier here. Yeah, it's just Yeah. We gotta get a humidifier, air purifier, all type of stuff uh, just to stay out here. It's serious. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be okay. Yeah. Get some rest, hydration. 
I appreciate y'all. Alright, so playing off his question, you know, just not getting everything. How would you visualize it? What have you been thinking about when it comes to the Um you know, um Every game I think about second the quarterback, how I'm a second, what it'll look like, what I'll do. Um, I think in order to achieve something, you got to already visualize yourself having it. So I do, a lot, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of manifesting. I've uh, been watching film, but, um, yeah. You just, like, walk around the halls, like, practicing, working on some No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do it in my room. <laughs> in the front of the mirror yeah. to see how it looks. Yeah. I think him and Pat have such a chemistry that if Trav run one route, that's a route built off of that route. So as soon as defenders are lulled to sleep, Trav is running another route, and Pat understands Trav so much that he knows what he's doing. Like, hey, if I run a stick route and they cover me, I'm going to go to the flats or I'm going to run across the middle of the field, just hit me. You know what I mean? So they've been playing together so long. I think that chemistry right there is – yeah, um, as a whole, we played poorly, offensive, defensive, uh, special teams. Um, it was our day. I looked at it as like, hey, sometimes in life it's not your day, and it's okay. You got to take a, take a sucker punch right on the chin, keep your head up, and um, you'll meet it again. That's, what, that's the beautiful thing about life, man. Life is uh, full 360, you know. Um, it comes full circle, you know. Um, you know, whether it's losing to the Bengals, playing the Bengals this year, and going to the championship. So I, I'm appreciative for uh, this journey. I'm appreciative of how, what it took, what it's taken to get here. And um, I'm excited about Sunday, man. Can you name the five uh, position players, that special kicker, five position players who will have started each of the three Super Bowls? Position player, uh, don't matter what player. Yeah, don't matter what player. For the Chiefs, five guys who started all three seasons. Frank Clark, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes. Um, Nick Bolton. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. It just speaks to the core of this team, man. Um, the type of guys we brought in and build around their core. Uh, damn. It's only five, huh? Just five. And, you know, Harrison and Winston <coughs> are part of that, but position players only. I just thought it's been a lot of turnover, especially this year's team, right? All those yeah. Yeah. It says a lot about Andy Reid, man. Andy Reid is the best coach in the world. Um, Brett Veach, the best GM. Mark Donovan is the best president. Clark Hunt is the best owner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a little brown nosing, but it's okay. <laughs> uh.
Um, year in and year out, it's about experiences, about getting everybody going, um, especially for me. Um, I got to make sure I set the standard day in and day out, whether it's practice, whether it's walkthrough, uh, whether it's just attentive to detail. I think um, both sides of the ball plays a huge role in our success as a team. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo has been tremendous this year uh, on his play calling and what he's been able to not only do with me but do with this defensive line, him and Joe Cullen and Terry Brady, um, speaks volumes. And what Pat and the offense and Coach Reed, Eric Benemy has been able to dial up on the offensive side of the ball has been putting us in positions to do what we like to do best, and that's rush the passer. Um, I've been very fortunate. Uh, Miss Pat, I look at him like my grandpa uh, now, you know, over the years. you kinda <laughs> He's going to cuss me out. Over the years, you um, you build that chemistry and build bonds uh, where you kind of understand one another. I kind of know his game plan, how he likes to call games, how he likes to go about it, especially early in the game. So I know what calls I can ask for on the sideline or what, know what calls to expect going into a game. So, um I think it grew a lot. Oh. Um, I think it's important to give back, um, help out, and reach a grab a hand, pull someone. I think we're better when we're working together. Uh, that's always been my thing since I was young. Um, you know, I think it was instilled in me when I was young and living in Houston, Mississippi, population of 5,000, and um, not a lot of people have uh, are fortunate enough to, uh, you know, have the to ends meet. Uh, it's a poverty community, and just helping out and giving back has always been my DNA. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, that's all I got for y'all right now. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But, yeah, you know, we all love Riri. You know, we all love Riri, man. Come on now. If you don't love Riri, something wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. Shout out to ASAP, too. You know, she is a married woman. You know, I got my own stuff going on. Shout out my lady, you know. But shout out Rihanna, you know. Continue to do the good things. Uh-huh. 
I feel like they're will to get the job done. I mean, you don't see a lot of old linemen nowadays, like uh, across the line now. We're talking all five that's getting the job done just collectively, you know. Whether it's a great player or, you know, not so great player, average player, you know, they make each other look good. You know, they make all, everybody across that unit, they know how to compliment each other. You know, whether it's the tackle complimenting the guard, whether it's the running back helping out with chipping and, make, you know, helping the tackle do his job more efficiently. They know how to work together, and that's all you like seeing. You know, they're a team, you know, um, and we all know that. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles for the last, you can say, 10 years, they're a great established um, organization, you know what I mean, and um, everything they do, they first class. Um, so, you know, shout out to them. Hats off to the Eagles for what they've been able to do this year offensively, specifically uh, on the offensive line front because, you know, I'm sure the offense, you know, offensive line don't get that much love, man. So, I they're getting all the praise they can get from me, man. Shout out to them boys. Real talk. Gotcha. I went through a lot of adversity, and um, I overcame that by talking to my adults, talking to my parents, and uh, and, and not only that, my, my, my close friends that I trust. In, and, and those close friends were my teammates and my brothers on my team. And, you know, just having little exercises where we're able to share our stories and, and, and tell each other uh, where we came from and, and how we got here. Um, you know, that, that, that played a long role in, in myself and, and how I handle my business today. And most importantly is just, you know, make sure you, you, you reach out to, to somebody you, you love and care for and, and that you trust. Yes, I, I I looked up to Tom Brady growing up because, you know, that that was the goal of, the, of this whole game here. And, um, you know, everybody wants to get to the, the point where we're able to compete for a championship and, and a Super Bowl ring. And, you know, as Tom Brady being coming in with, with six uh, Super Bowl rings, you know, that was my whole mindset, you know, looking up to him as a, as a, as a kid and, you know, wanting to get to this high level and, and compete on this, this uh, championship stage. And now I'm, I'm actually here in – you know, within a year, and, and it's been so fast, but there hasn't been no break for me. And I'm, I'm still, I'm so shocked and still excited and I can't wait to go out there and execute. Last one for me, a little game called best or worst, just to get to know your team a little bit. Who's got the worst game on the team? As in what sport? No, with the ladies. <laughs> I don't know about that. I ain't getting, we don't get into people's relationship lies around here, we know. First trip. Probably me for real. I gotta get my jerk right. <laughs> the best bar? I probably had to go with. Oh no, is this guy? You know, being uh, humble and staying down to the course and staying on task, um, that helped me shape who I am today. With going to a program, um, going there as a freshman, um, having offers from a lot of different places, but wanting to stay home and represent New Jersey and, and, and help change the program around. Um, you know, I had the same uh, mindset when I went into college as I had into high school, as in 
you know, I want to go there, play for my hometown, and, and change the program around. We weren't so good, but we ended up changing the program around, and we ended up having a winning season. And when I went to Rutgers, that was my uh, my mindset as a freshman coming into to high school. It didn't having um, being elected as a captain as a freshman is something big for me. And you know that right there showed that like, I was a part of the team and, and and I was a leader. So you know I, I held myself accountable to those standards. And when I got to, to college, you know I, I kind of had that same part of role mentality when I gained there as a as a, as a, a freshman. Um, I was a leader and. You know, I wasn't elected as a captain as a freshman, but you could tell I was a captain. You know, I was leading the team and did whatever I had to do to, to help the team win. And, you know, it started with those little things in the locker room. Was, you know, if it were, even if it was a tower, being the last one in the building to, to get the extra exercise or just, just to, to help my body out and get my mind right, you know, I would do the, the little things that would help me the last in, in, in this game. And, you know, two coaching changes, uh, they, they both played a part in, in, in my career and, you know, shape me who I am today. And, you know, I'll, I'm more thankful to, to have those coaches in my college career. Uh, when I look at the Eagles defense, uh, they're competitive. Um, they, they work really hard. They work as a, as a whole unit. Um, you know, that's when we, we got to uh, execute our plays and, and, and dial in and eliminate the, the distractions outside the field and focus on, on our job. Thank you. It's it's a blessing, and um, I couldn't be more blessed and thankful to be in this position I am now. To to you know to to not only you know show the support to the Latinos, but you know everyone around you know the country, the kids, the, um, you know everyone that's looking up to me. Um, it's just a blessing uh, to be in this position to to come here as a as a as a rookie and to be starting. Um, you know, it's a lot of hard work, but, you know, it was not a day where I was satisfied. I'm still not satisfied, and, you know, I'm still finding ways to get better in the classroom and off the field to, to help me to, to perform at a high level. No, I haven't, but I heard something about it, and that's pretty cool. And it's, it's special to be uh, playing in this game and that most people don't get to play in. And for us to compete at this high level, it's a blessing, and shout-out to him. Ended up receiving my first scholarship to Rutgers. And once I received the scholarship, and I played the full baseball season, batted a 475, one of the highest batting average on the team, and uh, was and was able to, to get the uh, you know the, the trophy at the end of the season. It was a... Uh, was an MVP on the baseball team. So, you know, being a year apart from baseball, then going back to, to earning the highest batting average, to, um, you know, so for me to soak that all in and being able to, you know, compete at the best sport that I love, and that's football, um, I decided to go with football because, you know, this is the, the, the contact sport, and you're allowed to hit somebody as hard as you can without getting in trouble. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good. Um, it's going to be tough, you know. Um, they're a great defense. Um, you know, they play as a whole, and you know that's when we have to be accountable to each other and, and, and listen to the coaches. Let the coaches coach, and let and we the players, and we play the game. Um, let them call the cause, and, and we focus on our job and and dial in, eliminate the distractions, and we'll be at our best. Poquito.
um, go Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, let's go. Let's rise as one. Thank you. You know, it's a seven-round pick. Um, you know, just stand down. Um, came out of Rutgers, um, not on any draft reports or anything. Um, you know, going to two All-Star games. You know, finding ways to get seen. Just, just trying to get better day by day. Finding new ways to to build, and, and that's what it's all about. Um, you're gonna have adversity. It's, it's how you handle it. It's, it's if if you have adults around you, uh, parents, uh, teachers. You know, the people that care for you. You know, explain your story to them. Talk to them. Um, they will only want the best for you, and they want to see you succeed in life. So for me, for the folks in New Jersey and Violent, um, they helped me through this uh, my entire way. And, you know, just having my back and, and for me going through adversity shaped who I am today and just staying to the script, um, eliminating the distractions. Um, you know, the first game we played in was here in Arizona, so... For me, um, same reaction, um, same intensity. You know, it, it's it's how I handle the distractions, and, and that for me is is eliminate those and and focus on my job and listen to the words that speak to me. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I was really excited, and, and I knew the neighborhood and where I came from. You know, they were all going to be supporting me um, and the Eagles. But, you know, for me to just um, – whatever I have to do to, to be at my best in that game, you know, to show the world how hard I've been working, but not only the team, and uh, for us to play as a unit and, and to show the world how accountable we are to one another. <laughs> no, I did not go to any Eagles games growing up. Uh, my first NFL game that I attended is the one that I played in here in Arizona. And, you know, it's a blessing to be back here in the Super Bowl, ready to rock. Thank you. Some songs on my pregame playlist. Um, we got Babyface Ray, Masterpiece. That's one of them. You go, yeah, you, you need to put that on. That opportunity right there is a blessing for me. Um, I couldn't be more thankful for my agent, Neil Schwartz, and um, Sandy Cornelio. Um, Terrell Davis, he was, the, their agent, he was their agent as well and their client. So for me to be in the position I am now to come back to the Super Bowl and my agent told me, I believe in you, you're going to be the next MVP. And for him to have Terrell Davis as an MVP in the Super Bowl and now me in the Super Bowl, you know, having a shot to, to compete at a high level um, is just the little things is for me to focus on my job so I could be the best I could be at the moment. Right, so it's a, they have a nice offense, a nice little system they have as far as the, you know, the run, the pass game, they have the deep shots, the RPOs, things like that. So it's just, it's a, it's a situation where like, you know, you're getting your toes at all times. You know what I mean? So it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it, to me as a fan, it's beautiful to see for sure.
when you take on a quarterback like Jalen Hurts who can scramble, what does a defensive back, a safety, have to do to try to contain a guy like that? How challenging is it when you face scrambling type quarterbacks? It's very challenging because you gotta you gotta worry about the quarterback running the ball as well as him throwing the ball. You know what I'm saying? As a safety, I'm already 15 to, to you know I'm back there, so yeah, like right, yeah. I look up and he's running. And I'm like, oh yo, come on now, I'm about to help. But I think overall, just having the combination they have and just being a person where like you know he has to. He has to break through the front seven, so I'm allowing my front seven to do the do the dirty work, and I can come in and clean some stuff up later on. But it's definitely a challenging thing to do to be, you know to be able to defend the run and the pass the post safety or any safety for that matter, because it's a it's another threat you have to take account of for. It. Yeah. What's been like learning? You, you, you gotta chill, bro. <laughs> you gotta chill, bro. You gotta chill, bro. Move. Get out. You know, chase after some money or or an opportunity that wasn't the, the best. Um, you know, so I think just a lot of prayer and uh, you know, leaning on God during that time to see what was going to be the best one for me. That's even worse sometimes if just waiting for the one phone call, huh? Yeah. Too many doors, too many yeah. doors to pick from. Yeah, too many doors to pick from just one. And I think, you know, but I'm grateful to have that opportunity to, to pick where I wanted to go. Um, and you know, I think it worked out because I'm in the Super Bowl right now. Did they make an offer? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, you know, but they just they were a little. Uh, tight with cash because they had a lot of other things going on, but you know, signing Rasul, you know, signing Elton to a big deal soon, um, you know, so, you know, signing Jair, they had a lot of moving parts, um, and they just they couldn't afford it, so it is what it is. How do you like Kansas City? A little bit bigger than Green Bay. Um, we still get that same that same kind of feel there, and also you know their, their fan base is super supportive, you know, just like how it was in Green Bay. Um, so I think having two of the most supportive fan bases, um, you know, for my career has been great. What's that Husky's yeah. name? Uh, Ace.